Welcome to the TNT Podcast, where we discuss all of the hottest current events within hip-hop culture, album reviews, politics within the music industry, and more. You all know me by Talorian. I am one half of the TNT Podcast, and of course, I have my brother here with me. Yes, sir. My name is Timothy. I'm the other half of the TNT Podcast, and we're here with the shits. We are bringing unbiased, unfiltered, honest conversations about hip-hop and the culture. So if you're sensitive about your favorite artist or public figure, go on ahead to the next podcast. But you can still follow us, though. Just remember, these are our opinions, and we are only speaking on behalf of us. Thank you all for tuning in. All social media platforms will be in the description for each and every episode. So don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Peace and love. Yes, sir. What's goody? What's up, my boy? Going down, going down. Yeah, I don't, I don't normally do this live stuff, so it's kind of, kind of weird. But you know, <laughs> we here, we live. Yes, sir. This shit came kind of quick. I remember when I hit you up first about it. It was like three weeks ago, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. we got to do a live with this uh, for this Kendrick album and. This shit came quick, man. I know, bro. I know. Pulling up this uh this track list here. Because uh, I, I can't remember. I done listened to this album so many times. So many times. But I uh I got to pull up the track list because I can't remember all the names of the songs. Uh, but uh, let me pull that up. Oh, can you hear me? I think we lost to Lorian. Can you hear me? Yeah, you froze. Hear you, now. you froze for a minute, but you back. You back. I can hear you. Okay. Got you. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I was curious. about to say, yeah, you, you probably should pull up the track list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, what's up, man? Uh, you good? Everything good with you on your end? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Uh, How's life? How's life? Man, life is interesting. It's been my first week at work, bro. It was dope. It was was a good work week. You started the new job. That's what's up. Uh, Oh, I think you froze again. Yeah. I think you keep freezing out. Probably because I'm further from the internet. But you see me good? Yeah, yeah, I can see you. Okay, bet. But uh, so yeah, you just said uh, first day at work and everything else been all right. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I start. Yeah, I started work Monday, and uh, yeah, it's been good, bro. Been chilling. I've really just been chilling, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? you. Same here. Same here. Just been uh chilling. I'm blessed. You know, you start saying I'm blessed. Um, yeah. you know, just working and you know, just trying to make it. Should I feel that, bro? I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, just allowing, allowing some time. 
Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just allowing a little bit of time for some people to Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, it was kind of dragging. It's like you're you're a little distorted. Oh, it sounded it sounded like I was dragging. Yeah, you're distorted. Oh. Yeah, like there's a little bit of lag. Yeah, it sounded like it was a lag on your side too. Might might be my internet. Might be tripping. It's probably it's, I don't know. Who knows? Because I have Spectrum. You know, Spectrum is trash. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Spectrum is garbage, garbage. Now, but uh, now what? What were you saying? It was like breaking up, but you were saying something. Oh no, no I'm just saying uh, I, uh, same thing here. Um, I've just been chilling on my end, just been working. Uh, nothing too crazy going on, just trying to make it. Nothing mm -hmm. too crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, it's you know, you know, it's funny. It two years ago in 2020 was when we did it was this same weekend when we did our uh our jay-z and kanye uh versus it was two two yeah. years ago <laughs> two years that's ago crazy weekend. yeah 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 i seen that in my uh memories on facebook and yeah i'm still using facebook y'all don't judge me don't judge me oh, i'm on facebook i don't care yeah that was actually fun bro we was doing the b-sides yeah I think it was. that was the that was the b-sides that was the b-sides battle we gotta do that again. We got we gotta do that again. I'm down. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I wanted to actually uh talk about uh before we get into the album, all the other music that's been that's came out because we we've had a great year for music so far. So far, really? we've had a really good year for music. Um, we were just talking about the Black Star album. Uh, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the Black Star? It's been what twenty four years. Twenty four years. I love that album. I love that album. Uh, I've, I've heard some people say they don't like the way Moses rapping, like like rapping on the album. But I like the way he was rapping because they they were saying like he sounded like he was being like lazy with his rapping. But I was like, I enjoyed it because I don't know. I just feel like he's at a different level now artistically. Like he don't have to be the super rapidy rap person no more like I mean he already one of my goats so I was like I don't he ain't got nothing else to prove to me as far as rapping so I feel like he just putting out good music at this point but no I, I love the album but what I can say it sound like Talib was on there rapping like he was trying to like tell Kanye I can rap like, <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure yeah I, de I definitely kind of got that from him and I, I feel like most Def, he just kind of always has done whatever he like. He does what he wants. You know what I'm saying? He, mm -hmm. he does he does what he wants. Like he can rap really really well, but he can also. Um, it, it's so crazy because most Def actually has like sons and babies out here. Um, I don't know if you remember last year I had uh Makami. Uh, he's like affiliated mm -hmm. with Griselda. I had him on my uh top ten albums uh best albums last year. Um, mm -hmm. I was watching Dead and Hip Hop. Uh, with Mike and uh, FIFO and all of them, um, and they were they kind of made the correlation. Uh, Mike Homie's style is kind of close to most Def style. Like he does that lyrical rap, but he also has the like the melodic stuff in there. Melodic, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I think I think that's really dope that there's other artists that are kind of like picking up from most Def because he's such a such a mysterious figure. Yeah, he's such yeah. a mysterious figure in hip hop. But uh, no, I I I only listened to the album one time. 
so I got to go back in and get more listens. But from what I heard, um, I, I was I was really liking what I heard. And yeah, Tyler Quali was on that on that bitch snapping. Uh, Most Def mm-hmm. was on there doing what he does. How did you feel about the production though? Because it was it was fully produced by Mad Lib and. I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, it's been 24 years, so I didn't really know what we was gonna get whenever, whenever I first turned it on. But I just, I, I felt like the production was good, but the, the like the vocals kind of sounded a little weird. Like it sounded like Talib Kweli was mailing it. Like you know how we talk about uh, Jay Electronica's verses. Yeah, yeah. His verses sounded like that to me, anyway. No, I, I agree. Um, I, I feel like the production was good. It was like. It's like it was a good album, but something was missing. Like, I don't know. It was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if people overhyped the album or what it was, but it was it was something that was missing. But it was really good. Like, it has replay value for me just because of what Black Star mean to me. But like, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, it was it was missing something though. It was something that the album was missing. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it though. I enjoyed it. Uh, and maybe maybe it shouldn't have just been totally produced by Madlib, and maybe it should have been like you know a switch up. But what 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 they gave us was good enough for me. But I, I could see how some people would be like, "This ain't what I expected it to be." Yeah. Like, but I think that's because they comparing like the old Black Star. Like, yeah, they've grown artists, so it's like a lot of you know a lot of changes that happen. Music is distributed different than when it was in 98 like that's that's a whole different time now so you know yeah yeah i i can agree with that i mean it's been because the first black star album came out what year 90 90 98 98 98 yeah so it's been it's been yeah it's been like 20 almost 25 years so yeah a lot a lot has happened um since then Uh, i feel like both of them have grown um as artists and people so, mm-hmm. yeah, I got I got to give that more listens. Uh, the first listen was dope. Black Thought was on there snapping, of course, of course. Any, any yeah, time, yeah. anytime you have Black Thought, most definitely Talib Kweli together is is magic. So, bro, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I definitely got to mm-hmm. listen to that more. And I just thought about I was like on the first one they had Common on there, like yeah. for Respiration. So they, you know, they real close with all of the super conscious lyrical rappers. Yeah, Common. Uh, black black thought like that's just they they low key like a little circle honestly yeah like yeah like black thought common most Talib like they hang together yeah that's yeah. like my favorite like genre right there like yeah that's like the the pinnacle of like conscious mm-hmm. like, you know make, yeah. make, make you think. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's low key. You can consider at least like three out of four of them like the trinity of like conscious hip hop, right? Like, I agree. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I'm not. I'm not mad at yeah. that. Yeah. So, and then nah, I, I definitely, I definitely been listening to a lot of stuff. Uh, like Benny album, Conway album, Elzai album. Um, Yo, man. Elzai man, look, I'm. It's so it's so crazy to to still see that Elzai is still here, like just it, because of how like uh, under the radar he is. Like he's so under mm-hmm. the radar, and he's still uh, putting out like high quality music, and like mm-hmm. nobody nobody really talks about it. It's so crazy, and like the album that he put out this time, he continues to like reinvent himself every time, and 
he he's always been because you know how you know me like i'm the I, I like listening to artists that can uh like make full albums that are produced by like one producer like how skies do like Apollo brown um and like uh uh dj mugs like he's doing a lot of stuff right now so um geez where the hell was i going with that what the hell are we talking about just now okay yeah 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 so yeah, his album, his album is really, 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 really good to me. Mm-hmm. Same. I love it. So I'm just surprised that he's still here. But how do you, because you, you know we just going to have to talk about it. How do you feel about the Pusha T, the Pusha T album? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, it's honestly, to me, a top rap album of the year. Like, it's 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 in my top albums. You got a how? How you feeling about the album since you listened to it? All right, so let me just let me just preface this here. Um, so push it for, for y'all that don't know. Push the T has been my favorite MC for a long time now. It's been about ten years, I think. It's probably been about ten years. He's been my favorite rapper. He's been my favorite MC of all time. But with that being said, I'm not biased towards anyone. I'm not biased towards any any of my favorite rappers, any of my favorite MCs, or anything like that. So I'm gonna be completely honest. No matter who it is, it doesn't matter. Um, I like the album. I like the album. I think the album is good. It does have replay value. I still listen to it, and it's Pusha T. I mean, of course, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to whatever Pusha T releases. But one thing that I will say about this album is it was a little too like light, like the production, the, just the production. Like I think Pusha T is rapping like Pusha T normally does, but just mm-hmm. the production on it kind of threw me mm-hmm. off a bit and I think I was expecting something different since he brought two aliens together to produce mm-hmm. an album together and I think like a lot of the album was just a little bit too light for me and I'm, I'm more of that dark like I like the, the darkest before I, album. I could understand that I, I could understand that because even um even uh what's the, what's the the diet coke single yeah like like i love diet coke but diet coke is it's a little like it's a little light in a way like because uh but but if you watch the interviews with pusha t was talking about it he was talking about how when he was with well i guess it was different when he was with kanye but when he was with pharrell it was like they pharrell was trying to get him more in like a songwriting yeah form. i think that's why it was so light like i think it was like it wasn't just grimy rapping Pusha T. Uh, now I felt like I, I heard that like on a couple songs, like "Hear Me Clearly." I was like, "That's Pusha T right there." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, "Hear Me Clearly," uh, "Call My Bluff," "Open Air," all mm-hmm. those songs, like uh, "Brambleton." Those were those were mm-hmm. all like that that Pusha T that I wanted. But it was the two songs with Kanye, the one with Cuddy and Kanye, and then the one with just Kanye. Those were the ones where I was like, "Eh," I kind of kind of didn't really need to hear that um from him and then there was a couple of other ones on there um oh i did i did not like uh let the smokers the smokers shine the coops or whatever i i did not like that i thought that was way it was the second song oh, yeah. the second song um i thought yeah, that was way 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 too upbeat it was way too upbeat for me um and Yo, this, this album was light bro it was super light yeah and i keep i keep going back to that smokers Sign the coops crap to try to to try to make myself like it, but I just can't. I can't. I can't get into it. 
Nah, um, you can't. It's it's hard to make yourself like something. So that's like when people be like, "This song is so amazing," and I don't like it, and I keep going back to it to try and like it. It just don't work. Yeah. When I don't like them, I just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So so really, that was my. It's still a good album. Like he's still he's still rapping at a high level. All that is still at a high level. I just had a problem with the production. I think because I was mm -hmm. expecting. Mm -hmm. When you when you see Pusha T and Pharrell together, you're thinking you're gonna get that old clips, the old clips. Yeah, exactly. which leads yeah. me to asking you how you felt about the last song because he had no malice on the last song. So I love the last song because okay, so you know how Pusha T is my top MC, but I've always said malice was the better one. <laughs> yeah, you have, so, you have always said that. <laughs> like I like like you know what I'm saying like like Pusha T is Pusha T is Pusha T like and he even said it he's like I don't mind playing second string to my brother he's like he's the reason I do this like literally he's like he's the reason I rap he's like he's five years older than me and I wouldn't be rapping without him so in that sense I like I'm gonna choose no malice just on that like I, I love that song and like no malice killed it. Like Pusha T killed it, no malice they like they all killed it. And so I was just like I was like on this song in particular, I was like, yeah, um no malice got this one. <laughs> he he always he always said that something that just Pusha T just couldn't say always I don't know why. He always said, Pusha give you what you want, I give you what you need. And that's literally them. Like yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. I with that with that song, I thought both of their verses were good, but I again it, I had a problem with the beat. I had a problem with the beat again. I think the beat was too generic. It was too light, and I just feel like mm -hmm. this is the first Pusha T album that we're hearing No Malice on since the clips. So this is mm -hmm. this has been their last album was what oh nine. Oh nine. Oh nine. Yeah. So this is ten plus years. I'm thinking that we're gonna get like some Hell Hath No Fury stuff. Like I'm I'm seeing his name mm -hmm. on the credits and I'm like, oh, we're mm -hmm. about to this is our first clip song that we're about to get in a long time. So I'm expecting I'm expecting something great. Um not saying that it's not great. I'm not saying that it's not great, but mm -hmm. it just was it wasn't what I expected. So for me, I wouldn't say that this is like my favorite pusher album. Mm -hmm. But I think it's still good. I think it still it still has replay value. Like I'm still gonna listen to it. Yeah, I, I I'm still gonna listen to it. Um, I think Daytona was better though. Yeah, me me and Daytona. I have, I have a beef with Daytona. I, I have a beef with that album. Really? Because really? I, I have the same beef that everybody had. Seven songs, seven songs. But 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 still, it has. The fact that it's so short and so good, there was like there, he might made no room for error. That's true. That's true. That's true. But I don't. I guess it's because I had an issue with that seven song rollout thing that Kanye was doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it's still it's still a good album. Still mm -hmm. a good album, but no. Um. What else? What else came out this year? This has been so much music, bro. Like, cause you you name you mentioned Benny, uh, you mentioned Conway. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a real, um, it's a real good year. 
Future dropped the album. Um, who else dropped? Um, it's so much music, bro. Like, and, and it's yeah, it's it's multiple projects. Like, future. Uh, who else? Who else dropped? I feel like it's so many people that I ain't even said. Um, oh, Shay Noor. Her album is incredible. I forgot that came out this year. Incredible album. I like, forgot that came out this year already. When was that? That was at the beginning of the year. That was like January, right? Like January, yeah. Because you know we ain't we ain't been we ain't did this in like what since like September. Oh yeah. So so yeah, it's it's been we we almost we were seven eight months like yeah. So but yeah, her her album was the beginning of the year, and I was like, this is a top rap album. Like, and she ain't even top female MC. She a top MC like. She she don't even she don't even deserve to be called a female MC. She just a, and she just up there like <laughs> when I heard her rapping on there, I was like, and it was it was a song on there. Uh, I think it was Table for Three. Yeah, with, uh, yeah, it had. Uh, she has seven seven. I told y'all about Seven X B the Genius. I told y'all she she was dope. Man, I think. Uh, wait, what? Wait, my trip was it Ransom? So. Who was on that song? I think t- Table for Three. Oh, you know what? Table for Three is with Ransom and uh, that's with Ransom and Rome Streets, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or no, uh, it's yeah. thir- no, it's not. It's not Rome Streets. It's uh, Thirty Eight Special. Thirty Eight Special. I'm sorry. Yeah, Thirty Eight Special. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thirty Eight Special. And I, I, when I heard that, and I heard her rapping level with like them, and I was like, oh, she, she cold. Like, yeah, she she's a part of that collective. They're all they're all in a group together. She she almost give me like a Griselda feel. She gives me give me like a Griselda feel, and like she in that realm of hip hop, like it's grimy, but she like she a woman. She she killed that, bro. She's from she's from she Buffalo. Did. She's from Buffalo. That makes so much sense. I didn't never I didn't even know where she was from, but that makes a lot of sense now. Yep, she's from the same place as Griselda. Same place. That bro, that, I, I didn't even know that, but I she gives me that same grimy feeling. Yeah. When she rap, so that make, bro, that makes so much sense now. Yeah, yeah, she's working. She's she's supposed to be coming out with another because she she also does beats too. She be producing mm-hmm. for uh, yeah. too. So she's supposed to be dropping, I think, a beat tape pretty soon before the year over. So I'll be looking forward to that. Um, and then we got uh, we got Joey. We got Joey Badass finally. How you feel about that? I told you he was gonna drop something. Remember, I told you some some episodes ago. I was like, we, he gonna drop something, and he was like, uh, he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, he getting deeper to this. I was like, I'm telling you, he gonna drop some music. I was like, we not gonna get it often, but we gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, we not gonna get it often. It's been five years for him too, right? His yeah. his came out right after Damn, I think. Yeah, right after Damn, I think so. Yep. And yep. it's supposed to be the sequel to the mixtape. So I have you already know I'm having the high expectations for that. Bro, he got a spaz on this thing. Like that's that's some pressure because that mixtape that that's a legit classic mixtape. Like it's so classic, like you can almost consider it like album wise. It's so that's how good it is. Like Yeah, I'll have to agree with you on that. That's a nineteen ninety nine is a classic mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah, so but yeah, who else? Who else has came out with music? Um, I feel like it's so many people. Like I'm not even thinking of that. I 
Oh, oh, I know. Like, well, like on the R and B side, I know Sid dropped. Oh, Earl dropped. Yeah, Earl, I love Earl's. I love Earl's album. Uh, I always, I'm always looking forward to an Earl album. I don't know why. It's just, I'm always looking forward when he drops something. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's so much. Good. Sid's album is really, really good. She, she, she got some. She got some, some joints. <laughs> she got yeah. some joints on that yeah. album. I had some. I, it was some songs on there that was low key giving me a, a, an Aaliyah feel, and I was like, "Ooh, I kind of like this." Like, it was a couple of songs. I was like, "Okay, Sid is in her bag on this album." It's funny you said that because I always kind of got that that sound from her, that Aaliyah sound. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's like her her high pitched voice with the metal. That's what it is. I think I think that's what it is. So yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Um, and then yeah, Earl Earl dropped the album. His I think I was telling you and Justin that his album might be, it might be up there for me at the end of the year, like top. I'm telling you, Earl is Earl is such an incredible. Like I be sitting down just listening to Earl, bro. He's one of the dopest lyricists. Like he might be in my top MCs. Like he he might be he might be up there. But I've been listening to a lot of old. I've been listening to a lot of like like Wu Tang, like Ghostface, and like. Like only built for Cuban Link stuff lately though. Like, I'm seen not that, I seen that video that you shared the other day listening to verbal intercourse. I was like, that's my boy right there. I was like, bruh. I was like, this here, I was like, I don't know what it is, bro. Wu Tang give me a feeling like no other. Like I even been watching the Wu Tang series and the documentary, like the uh five mics and men. I was like, Wu Tang is Wu Tang is insane. Bro, I, I think I'm about to make this Wu Tang concert, bro. This Wu Tang and Nas joint. I think we, I think, I think we gonna have to attend that. I don't know if you're trying to go, bro, but I'm, I'm trying to be in there. No, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down for that. And I was just telling Raquel earlier today that I do want to try to to hit the Kendrick show because uh, even though we're, we're about to talk about it in a minute, but I do think that he is about to be completely done and completely finished. So I yep. just in case this is my last time, I want to at least yep. try to try to get to this show. So I think I'm uh, looking to buying tickets uh, for that yep. probably after this. I was just telling Dre that I was like, I feel like this might be it. Yeah. I feel like this, yeah. And if he does, if he does drop another album, it's not gonna be anytime I, soon. It's not gonna be anytime. Soon. No, yeah. And I was like, and I hope ain't nobody looking forward to that soon because I was like, and when he does, he might, he might not even tour. He might, but he might not. Who knows? But like, this is one of those like gaps of time, like. It's almost like now or never, like, see him. Like, it's really that time. Yeah. And he's doing, like, the 64, I think it's 64 dates. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, he's probably going to be done after that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, after listening to the album, I think I think he's he's, he's had enough. He's had enough of us and our bullshit. Yeah. He's, he's probably, done, bro. He's done. Yeah. But even if he don't ever drop one album, bro, this run that he's been on, he's 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 flawless on the album. I want to as... talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. We are we are yeah. gonna talk about that. Um, Low key, I might need to pull up the I might need to pull up the track list. This is yeah we 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 gotta yeah we gotta we gotta dig deep into this one. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should just go ahead and get into it. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Whenever you want to start from the first song, Mister. Well, actually, before we get into the album, I want to talk about the hard part five uh, first. <clears throat> uh oh, Talorian with the bad internet. Yeah, I can hear. My you. bad. 
Yeah, I can hear you. You you can hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, but no, I said I wanted to uh, instead of uh, I wanted to start with the hard part five first before we get into the album because the hard part five uh, came a couple of days first, and I want to get your reaction to that because when I when I first heard it, um, damn, this is how you know I'm bad because when I first heard it, it was Mother's Day. It was it was Mother's Day. We was at Raquel's grandma's house. That's when I, that's when I heard it. It was Mother's Day. Yeah, we was uh we were out at we were out at Raquel's grandma's house uh, for Mother's Day and Kendrick because uh, I I have it on title I get notifications from title and um it let me know that Kendrick had released a hard part five and I was like up oh, I gotta go listen to this real quick so I took a step outside went to go listen to it and then came back in um so when I first heard it I was confused I was confused because you know when Kendrick drops he he makes sure that it's it, there's going to be like the, the the total the total picture that you have to look at like there's going to be more to just the music so mm-hmm. when i was just listening to the song for the first time i was listening to it on title and um without the video it kind of doesn't really make any sense it doesn't have any context without the video yeah so um i was a little confused at first didn't really know how to feel about it um i do like the marvin gaye sample I thought the Marvin Gaye sample, and and only only Kendrick Lamar can do that, Bruh, That sample, I don't know. It it's something about the way that sample sounds. It puts you in like a time or something. I don't know. Like it's it's something about like when Kendrick chooses a certain beat, he puts you in a like I don't know. He 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 puts you there almost. Like you can like feel like even just from the beats, you can feel it like. Yeah. 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 So um, after that, I finally sat down and I watched the video. And mm-hmm. man, this guy's great. <laughs> this guy's great. Kendrick. Kendrick is great. It's great, man. Bro, I'm. I'm not. This. This is. This how I feel. From this project that he didn't drop, bro. He getting in that realm of Kanye. In artistry. He's he the way he's doing like with his music now like this album, that's that's why I be saying like when we when we, when we talk about like rappers that can out rap them, I be like when I say out rap them, I mean in the sense of like they on a lyrical miracle type rapping. But I was like Kendrick don't have to out rap everybody because it's it's like the concepts, it's like the stuff he's talking about, it's like the content he putting out. That's what I mean when I say like. He's going above rapping. He's going into like the artistry realm of not just rapping. He he putting he's like collectively putting amazing music together without it having to be like it don't have to be like insane bars. It could just him be just talking about personal things. And I'm like, it's he's getting in that realm like of artistry, like it's high up, like. And that I don't know, not saying he is Kanye, but he's like he's close. It's like he's like under Kanye, like not that far. As far as his artistry, he's getting there. I mean, really, he was already there, like with Damn, the album Damn, but th- this album, like in the hard part five, just like you know, starting off with that, and um, I don't know, man, he that that's just on some another level of artistry. Like he's 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 like legit an artist, artist. Like he's putting things collectively together 
to make it just sound amazing. Like some people are just like where they can just rap, but he's actually coming up with concepts. And I don't know. I, I think you you just on a different level of artistry when you do that. And so I feel like that's that's where he's I feel like that's where he's going with the music. Like it's above rapping. Like it's 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 almost like he's getting in that like revolutionary realm, like like the like the Bob Marley's in them, like like the Bob Marley's and Nina Simone's and Michael Jackson. Not saying he's them, but he's getting like in that realm of music. Yeah, I think that's what he's going for. I definitely think that's what he's going for. I think he's with this album especially. I think he's definitely trying to leave a different type of mark. Um, and he did say it throughout the album several times that he's not, you know, he doesn't, he de definitely doesn't care about giving some big commercial, you know, big budgeted album uh, to us. So um, and I, I definitely got the sense of that throughout this album. And with the hard part five, um, I was a little confused at first, like I said, with everything that he was talking about. But um when i listened to the hard part five and couple that with a little letter that he left us in 2020 you know whenever he mm -hmm. was saying that you know he's been away from his phone for a long time and you know he's been taking time to himself and he was praying for all of us um he's really really fed up he's really he's really fed up man he's really fed up mm -hmm. and i thought it was real cool that he did the little deep fake thing and you know he uh the nipsey hustle i thought that was really really deep for him to do that mm -hmm. Uh, and only only Kendrick can do that because they're from the same place, you know, because mm -hmm. I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast and they were talking about how, like, you know, how Jonah Lucas will do songs like that, uh, mm -hmm. where he plays like the third person or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, only Kendrick could have been the one to, to do the Nipsey Hussle thing. Oh, fine. Fine. And um, I got, you know, the, the part where he said, you know, the bipolar thing and then his face changed to Kanye. I got yeah. that. Uh, the one part though where he said that uh, we're a part of the culture of hurt people, hurt people, and then and then it changed to Will Smith's face. I okay, like, bro. I have to say something about that. The Will Smith one was wild because I was like, he implemented that into his music that fast after that incident. Yeah, I was like, yo, <laughs> like I knew somebody was gonna say it in a rhyme or do something, but. I didn't know he was going to implement that fast, like that, that fast in video form. Like, and it, it's so crazy because only he can, can work that in there the way he did it. Cause it wasn't even direct. It wasn't even direct. He didn't even directly mm -hmm. say anything about the situation. He just, yeah. Yeah. He, that's Kendrick is different. Wild, Kendrick is different. Like that's what I'm saying. His mind is on a different level of artistry where he don't have to be like, the like the like most rapidy rap nigga like he can his artistry is like he's like above like rapping like it's like it ain't even in the realm of rap no more it's rapping but it's like his artistry is just next level now like it's, it's wild like his evolution as an artist is probably one of the greatest like i i truly i truly believe that because if we if we look back at section 80 not when mm -hmm. i i'm not counting any of the mixtapes or anything like that. If we go back to Section 80 and we do Section 80, Good mm -hmm. Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly, Damn, and then this. This has got to be one of the most unprecedented, greatest, like, yep. he's been so consistent since the beginning. Yep. 
and he's only gotten better as as a as a lyricist, as a rapper, as yep. an artist. And it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to see that. So the hard part five, I was blown away. Um, I just recently saw where he added it to the album. So he added it as a third. Yeah, it's the last song. Because I like how he did that. I like how he did that. Yeah, because I think the song fits very well with the with the theme of the album. So I think it should have been mm-hmm. on there from the beginning. But yep. he normally doesn't put the heart songs on there. Uh, those usually come as like Lucy's. And mm-hmm. they kind of give you it's so it's so crazy. Like this again, this speaks to Kendrick artistry because artistry because usually when he releases the heart, it, it kind of will tell you like what the album is gonna sound like. It'll give you a feel of the album. Mm-hmm. And this time I think with being anti-culture because that's what this album is to me it's like it, it, an album with like anti-culture themes to it um yeah. i felt like that stuck to that it stuck to that yeah, yeah. so yeah man I, I i saw that and i was just like I, I i know that this album is fixing to have some shit on it it's, fix, it's definitely fixing to have some shit on it and so after that uh I started to think about because we we got the title of the album before the hard part five came out, right? Like the title was released before before yeah, that. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I think so. When I first heard the title of the album, I was kind of like, I don't know, I don't know what this is going to be about. Because with Kendrick, you kind of have to like try to figure out what yeah. it is. And um, ever since like to pimp a butterfly, I feel like he's had like a hidden theme, like within the title of the album. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, this one, I was, I was a little, little confused, uh, with it in the beginning, but, uh, once you turn the album on and you look at the message that he left, um, Mm -hmm. you look at the album cover, you look at all of that together, you can kind of get an understanding Mm -hmm. of, uh, this album. So, uh, what did you think about the album cover? I love the album cover. I I like the album cover too. Yeah, I, I like it too. And I remember I sent a message to y'all in the group chat where I said it's giving me Malcolm X vibes. Yeah, bro. Yes, that looks that looks exactly like um one of the pictures where Malcolm X like had his kid, had his wife in the picture and his kids in the picture. I don't know if he was like, I think he was like reading them, like reading all of them, but it yeah. was giving me that whole vibe, like that Malcolm X vibe, like. Cause they always, I always saw like pictures of like Malcolm with like a gun, and I saw that he like Kendrick has a gun in like his in his waist, yeah, uh, in the picture, and I'm like, yeah, this this is giving me a whole like Malcolm X vibe right now. Yeah, it's bro, it's crazy. Yeah, there there was there was plenty different plenty different uh, takeaways that I got from the album cover, and I also put together some theories. Um, I I was thinking, you know, with the, the Malcolm X thing, it, it could be like um, like a symbol of because I, I was thinking that specifically about the picture that you said where he was he has the gun and he's looking out the window, mm-hmm. and it's like by any means necessary. So I was mm-hmm. thinking about it like maybe it's him saying like I'm going I'm will I'm going to protect my black family, my family. By, any means, yeah. by any means necessary. necessary. Yeah, yeah, and then. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was really dope how this is the first time that we're learning that he has more than one child. Yo, we he never Yo, said anything about right. that. We only knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so that's so dope to me because it's like he's the only person that 
he doesn't play the game. <laughs> he doesn't play the game. Like, he's going to let us know what's going on in his life whenever he's ready to let us know. I like that. I like, And that's as it should be. That's how yes. it should always be. As it should be. As it should be. So, yeah, we learned that he has two children. And I was trying to figure out, like, what could be – so this is before listening to the album. I was trying to figure out what could be the symbol of the crown, like the thorns, the, the mm -hmm. thorns like that, that Jesus had on his head. And, of course, I didn't put that together until after listening to the album. But now mm -hmm. I realize it's – it's because, you know, he, he's talking a lot about, um, I uh, like, us as fans, like, idolizing you know, artists yep. and all that kind of stuff, famous people. I am not your savior. That's God, I am not your savior. He kept saying that. He said J. Cole. He said they names. Like, yeah, yeah. We not your saviors because that's what I've, I've been saying that to people lately. I'm like, y'all really be worshiping celebrities, bro. Like, it be on some worship. Like, I love, I love celebrities because they people. Like, I got people all throughout my life, like you, like you my brother. Like, I love you. Like, I love, like, my family. Like, and I was like, I can understand. Like, I love Kendrick. Like, I almost love Kendrick like I know him. But I'm like, there's a difference between, like, loving people and then getting to, like, like worship status. Because, like, I'd be like, y'all be worshiping these celebrities. And, and I like that he said on the album, we can't save you, though. And so don't worship us. Like, we just, we people. And that's all I be trying to tell people. I'm like, they people, they they have emotions. They not. And I think people think, like, because they artists, that puts them in like a high-value person than them. And I'd be like, no, they just, they got, they a person with a gift, a God-given gift. And I'm like, and if you tap into yours, you can do whatever they do at the level they do it in, in whatever gift you got. So I'd be like, stop, like, saying that they're, like, they're a god or something. They're god or something. I'm like they're they're a human. They they have flaws too. You know what I'm saying? I was like, and I love like I say, I love artists. This is what we do. We talk about music. We talk about people. This is I, this is like my favorite thing to talk about. But like some people, they get to the the level of just like worshiping people. Like I'd be like, yeah, this is this is on some scary stuff now. So I'm glad that he said that because he's just like. Nah, we human. Like we, we not flawless. Yeah, we not flawless. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything that you just said is what I think the album cover symbolizes. I think it's the thorns on his head. It's him saying, "This is what you guys see me as," but you see that I'm just as normal as you because I hear I have my wife, I have my two children, I have my family. Like I'm just, I'm just like you guys. You know, mm -hmm. I'm. I'm I'm there. I'm, I have human parts of me as well, or I, you know, I'm a human just like how you guys are. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, 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 after listening to the album and looking back on it, that's what I love about Kendrick, man. Like there's so many layers, there's so many layers to him. There's so many layers to his artistry. There's so many layers to him. I feel like as a person, I feel like this album was letting me pick his brain a little bit. I was able to pick his brain yep. and I found out that me and me and Kendrick are, similar in a lot of ways and, and similar mm -hmm. to a lot of us all of us are similar in, in, in many different ways mm -hmm. and um i think i think that's the reason why i love this album so much and i and i'll and i'll be completely honest with you i think as of right now this is my favorite kendrick lamar album as of right now now i'm not saying it's the best kendrick album i'm no, saying no, it's no, my no, favorite no. you my favorite no like your favorite like honestly i mean but even if it was the best to you that that's your opinion because i'm i'm not gonna lie like this might be the second 
best his to me it might be his second best album after to pimp a butterfly yeah like yeah. It's, it's almost to me to me it's like i've been kind of battling it. i think to pimp a butterfly is still the one for me but i think this album is right afterwards like and because i know a lot of people when i say i like to pimp a butterfly over a good kid man city they'd be like what are you talking about I'd be like, it's. I was like, it's there for me. Like, I love Good Kid, Mad City is a classic, but I'm like, to pimp a butterfly. I think Good Kid, Mad City might be like third for me. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, to, yeah. We we are the, we are some of the few people that that I know that actually like to pimp a butterfly the way that we do because a lot of people don't like that album because like it, it. It's so it's so anti formula. It's anti mm -hmm. to the to the max, and mm -hmm. I feel like that's what this album is. I feel like all of the things that he touched on on this album, rappers won't talk about. Rappers will not talk about this mm -hmm. type of stuff talking about. And mm -hmm. you know, he's talking about you know going to therapy and you know uh, dealing with famous success and even cheating on his wife multiple times. And, lying, yes, man, and it, it's so crazy because like when normally like with with guys like J Cole and Kendrick, they're in these unique positions where we don't know anything about them we don't know nothing we don't know nothing about their personal life or anything like that so you just assume that everything is all good mm -hmm. that and that's the thing and that's the thing we gotta stop assuming just because they famous it's all good it's like nah bro they just got fame and more they got fame and more money well some people some people got more fame than money but like yeah it's like more fame on them more money and I, like money can fix a lot, but it don't fix all the problems. It don't fix the internal problems. Right, right. Yeah. Which is, I'm glad that you're talking about that because that's what the first song is about. United in grief. United in grief is probably one of, bruh. That that song it it, it sounded like it could have went on. Um, do you remember Untitled Unmastered? Mm-hmm. Little EP he dropped. It sounded like the first. I think it was the first song on that. Because, you know, that album just had, like, the names. It was, like, random names, like the file names or whatever, the names of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, number two, I think, on there. It was, like, track number two sounded like United in Grief, but it was, like, the opposite. It was, like, mm -hmm. like it was like a darker version of United in Grief, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, he, talk, he talked a lot about that on United in Grief. You know, he when he was saying, I grieve different, man, he look, he's a genius because he, he was talking about mm -hmm. – you know, uh, like Dave Free going and get him, getting him a Porsche. And so Kendrick went and got him a Porsche. And at the end of the person, he was like, you know, the, the money is wiping the tears away. Um, and it's almost like it's not, it's not, this is not what you think. You know what I'm saying? It's not, bro. Like, it's money fixes things that are tangible. It don't fix internal things. Like, right. Right. Like, Things you can touch, you like, oh, I want a better place. I can feel that. I can get a better place. I can get a bigger TV. I can get a nicer car. I can get a, it's tangible, like, but like, it don't fix internal things. I mean, in a sense, it could, like, it can pay for therapy sessions if you got a good, but it don't fix what's going on inside of you, like, and I think that's what he was trying to say on this album, like. Like you really got to deal with your trauma and problems, like instead yeah. of just wanting, instead of just wanting to be rich, like it just it just, and man, and money just really just amplify whatever you got going on, honestly. So, 
and and also too like it's it's not even just the the fame and riches part of it i think he with united in grief he's saying because a lot of people deal with their traumas in a lot of different ways which he mm -hmm. talks about on the album too like uh, grown men with daddy problems and stuff like that like men mm -hmm. who take out their traumas on women you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so it's also just like not even just the fame and money part of it it's like you guys need to learn how to cope like you guys need to learn how to cope with we all have trauma everybody in the world has trauma we've all mm -hmm. been through shit we've all been through a lot of shit so deal with it you know what i'm saying like go to therapy mm -hmm. he said he said i've been going to therapy the first the first the, the opening lines of the album is i've been going through something 1855 mm -hmm. days i've been going yep. through something Yep. That's the amount of days it was since he had last released his last project. Yeah. And and two of those years, two of those years he said that he had writer's block. Nothing, nothing inspired him. Nothing moved him. Mm-hmm. Mm yep. And uh I honestly believe that I was like, everybody's like, where's the album? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, he probably had writer's block for like a while to where he went days without writing nothing, like like nothing. I think I think he went years without writing anything. I here's what yeah, I, yeah, I years, think. Yeah. I think after Damn came out, and the the, the level of success that that album had, because that album was highly successful. Mm -hmm. I think after that, I think that's what maybe I think he because there there were signs and um, he had records on to Pimper Butterfly where he spoke to his depression. So we kind of already knew that he was mm -hmm. going depression around that time. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think Damn was really like the height of, of it all because that album yeah. was so successful so i think personally like after that he just had to get get away i think he had to get yeah. away yeah um and so uh I, it's so funny because i we after our little podcast event that we went to that was the night that we had turned the album on and we had listened to like i want to say maybe the first the first disc i think we got through or maybe most of the first disc mm -hmm. um we got through um, and I just remember the first time I heard N95. I remember yeah. the first time I heard N95. One thing, one thing that I learned on this Kendrick album, some, I mean, I've always known it, but I, it really stood out to me on this album is Kendrick's talent is not only his rapping ability. Exactly, bro. It's not only his rapping, it's not his, uh, his rapping ability that's his only talent, it's also his voice. Yes. Yes, what, bro. What he can do with his voice is crazy. It's crazy. He, can, he, he bends his voice and does amazing things with his voice, bro. It's crazy. It's the way crazy. that he's, yeah, the way that he's able to like rap, the way that he can rap and still like he can change his voice and still sound like mm -hmm. normal and not like break, like break character or anything like that is is insane to me. It's insane. Yeah, that them them voice them voice changes and all that stuff he does is amazing. Like it just makes his artistry even more interesting. Like you just be like, like how do you got these different flows, different voices, different concepts? It's like you just don't get tired of them. You just, yeah, bro. He he's, yeah, man. What do you think about the? Because um, I, I I heard some people was like five years. This wasn't worth the wait. I I, I read you know you know how Twitter is. Yeah, Twitter mid. Kendrick Lamid. Yeah. I bro, I saw that everywhere, bro. I told I you. That. I told you. <laughs> bro, I, I told you. That. I saw that everywhere. I was like, Kendrick Lamid. I was like, bro. No chill. So I, and so people was like, 
this album, they was like, this wasn't worth no five, like no five year wait, like what, five years for this. And then uh, it's always going to be. And then I was watching uh, some of his Rick Rubin uh, interview, and he was talking about how he's like, I don't care if you know people don't like it or not. He's like, just know this: when I drop music, it's from a real place. So it's he know it's going to be people that don't like the album. Like he knew that would happen. That's just inevitable, honestly. But he's like, just know I'm I'm giving you what my life really is. I'm like. And that's why I can appreciate it. So I, I, I respect it if somebody say they don't like it, but I was like, I know that he's coming from a real place regardless. Like, it's genuine, all of that. So, But I loved it. And uh, people also had something to say about the, the sales of the album. Like, I don't I don't pay attention to all that. But honestly, going into this album, I tried to block everything out. I tried to block all mm-hmm. opinions out. I tried to block everything, mm-hmm. sales, everything out, because I I don't Same. necessarily care about any of that. Like the sales don't, I don't give a damn about album sales. That doesn't matter to me. I don't either. I don't and either. Him being gone for five years, me and you talk about this all the time. Like we talk about it, you know, I, I would rather him be gone for a long time and give us an album like this rather than give us this, this new age ADHD. You know, every, mm-hmm. every single song is like, fucking like one minute and 30 seconds. I would rather get a full body of work. Yeah. yeah rather- give us a full body of work, like good good music, something that you put your heart into, your mind, your soul into, like, and and you put on wax, and now we can hear it. Like, yeah, just, I, I'd rather, I'd rather it be that than on, on something you just threw together. And what you think about Kodak on the album? I love it. I love it. I, I love. I love that he put Kodak on the album. I was confused with that at first too, but I really, I really like Silent Hill. That's a really good song. But mm-hmm. once you, once you kind of uh, put the Kodak thing together with the hard part five, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like whenever he's saying, "I am all of you," like I, I am all of you. Like we all, like on on N ninety five. Whenever he says, "What the fuck is cancel culture?" Yeah, that's probably I was one of my. I say that because. A lot of I've I've heard a like a lot of things about Kodak and they canceled or quote unquote canceled him for it. But I think he did that on purpose to say, I mean, I put Kodak on the album, y'all canceled him pretty much. So it's like I'm gonna put somebody on my album that y'all canceled. So really, cancel culture don't exist because then what y'all gonna cancel me, huh? Because he on the album, right? So it's like you either rock with me or you just don't rock with me, right? Right. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly why I think you did that. I think you put Kodak Black on there for that exact reason. And mm-hmm. yes, and it it would have been real cool if he would have did a deep fake Kodak Blackface in the Hard Part Five video because Kodak, like you said, has been canceled. I think he he had like a couple of uh, sexual assault cases, and he's been that. Yeah, he's been in and out of jail. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like that Kodak Black is on the album, and I like Silent Hill. It's a, it's a really good song. Yeah, man, he he just brings the best out of people. Like just like I was talking about, like with Kanye on Donda, Kanye had people sounding like lyricists, like Yachty, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, it's something about when a when an artist get with Kanye or like Kendrick, they want to just be their best self or something like. Rap wild. It's like they go to another level, and I'd be like, I, I didn't know you had that in you. I was like, I figured you had it in you, but you just, they really brought it out of you. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick is that he, he's get, he's getting there, and, and I'm glad we're talking about this because it's it's been how long now? Section eighty came out what 2011? I want to say 2011. So he he's an elder he's an elder statesman in the game right now, and. Yep. Like I said, he's had he's had an unprecedented run, so I think it's time to start having those conversations. I think I already think that Kendrick Lamar is one of the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. but as far as artistry goes, like where where are we placing him? Because he he has given us art at the highest level every exactly. every single time. He's delivered every single time, every time, every time. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, as like I said, his artistry is like above rapping at this point like we know he can rap it's just like it's past that now like even even just hearing that that beat on the the heart part five was like i was like yeah his his artistry is i don't know i was like he he just he on another level like just the sound of this beat with his voice it's like his artistry is different yeah not a lot of people can can do the marvin gay thing not a lot. Not a lot of people can make that happen. Only, only Kendrick. Only Kendrick man. that happened. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, N95. I, I really, really liked N95. I like the video to it too. Uh, the video. Oh, yeah. the video is hard. That yeah. video is hard. Kendrick, and that's another thing, man. That's another thing. Like all, all of his videos are on point. All of visuals. Them. Man, I, I low key. I low key wish he could put a film with this joint. Man, that yeah, he's getting ready to do that. Uh, that we cry together video. I seen that. How do you how I do you feel about that song? All I could think about is, cause what 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 did they say at the beginning? This is what what America sounds like to me, or what what did they say? This is what. Yeah, I think it was like. Uh, oh, you know what? I think it was whenever they said, um, "This is how we conceptualize humans." Or this is how we conceptualize society, or something like that. Yeah, or maybe maybe that was a different song. Maybe that was. Um, yeah, but it, it was something he said at the beginning, uh, and I was like, "Dang!" And then once they got into like the argument, I was like, "This, this, this, this sound like this sound like them like hood relationships, like like Jody Beck type relationships." Uh, and like I was like, "Yeah, this this is this is dope right here." But it's like so real. Like this is really like happening somewhere on on the planet, like in multiple places. And I was just like, "This is this is what it sounds like." And then when I heard it, I was just like, "Yeah, I, I don't ever want nothing like this ever." Like I was, I was like, "I don't want to experience nothing like this in my life." I can agree with you on that because so let me just say I, I love the song and I love the exchange and I think that they did it perfectly. I think they did it perfectly how they did um, each of their verses and I think that both men and women can take something away from the song. Mm-hmm. But this is not a song that I'm ever going to return to because I can't relate to it. I can't relate to this at all. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel. I was like, it's cool. Like, I, you know, I and, you know, she's on the tour. She's going to be on the tour with him. So i I'm excited to see how it's gonna be like like reenacted on stage. Yeah. Like I want I do want to see that just because I wanna see just a visual. Like we're about to get a we're about to get a video and she's on tour with him. Like Baby King and her is on and, and Taylor Page is on tour with 
with Kendrick. So I know that's going to be like a big moment when they do that live. Yeah. But like, I'm just wondering, like, I'm just like, besides that, it's not a song that I would just be like, turn that one on. Right. Because it's just, I can't really relate to it. Not saying I don't enjoy stuff I, I don't relate to, but it's like, that's just one of those songs, like, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's heavy. That that that's a heavy song. It's, it's a lot. A lot was said, and yeah. I think I love Kendrick so much because he has such a connection with Tupac. He has such a mm. connection to Tupac. It's ridiculous because this song, I got the baby boy vibes from it, but I really got the poetic justice vibes because I was just about to say that. And then a lot of people don't know Tupac was supposed to be Jody and Baby Boy. I didn't even know that. I yep. Yep, and I know that. That's crazy. Yep. So that's 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 even more crazy. If yeah. that's what that sounded like, and then Tupac was supposed to be Jody and Baby Boy, but like that was they said that was a script that was like ready for like Tupac, but it was like after he died, like they like it was like they got to find somebody else, so they got Tyrese. That would have been crazy. A Baby Boy with Tupac instead of Tyrese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snoop, and then Snoop was in it, like. Right, yeah, that's that's wild. Like, yeah, that's crazy. But but no, nah, is wild. Like, he almost sounded probably the closest ever to Pac on this project. Probably, I would say, just in his, in the sense of like, the vulnerability and like how personal he got. Yeah, yeah, and and there's a lot of insightfulness on here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely with the with the personal. Uh, stuff because he he took it he took it all the way left just to just to show us how relatable he can be and I think that's the reason why I love this album so much because there's so many things on this album that I can relate to so many things that I've been through that we've all been through we've all been through all of these things just you know it may be different for all of us and that's what all of these things that he's talking about on this album is what makes us human so it makes us mm-hmm. human and um uh just real quick though finishing up the we cry together um what gave me the poetic justice vibes It's my, my favorite scene in that movie is when he kicks Janet Jackson out of the van, out of the mail van. Oh man. And he, yeah. They keep saying like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like over again to each over and over and over. Again to each other. <laughs> that, was, that was legit how they were saying it to each other. Yes. Yes. As soon as I heard, cause poetic justice, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And that's probably my favorite Tupac movie. That and juice. Yeah, that oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, two classics, Juice and yeah, definitely Poetic Justice. But yeah, as soon as I heard that, I was like, man, Kendrick, Kendrick is so he has such a such an attachment to Tupac, and yeah, it, man. Makes, it makes sense because they're they're right around the way. So, like, have have you ever heard? Have you ever heard about the little the the Tupimba butterfly thing? The theory, yeah, I heard I heard about that. That's why I was saying like he when it comes to his album covers and titles. There's there's always something in it. There's always something in it. Even with Damn, like when you go back and he released the uh, the deluxe version of the album where it was like the collector's edition of the album and it was all the mm-hmm. songs, it was backwards because the story was backwards. You had mm-hmm. to place the track was backwards. So, yeah, 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 I picked that up, man. That's crazy. And then even they said like on Tepimba Butterfly, they said, I heard, I don't know how true it is, but I heard it was supposed to be to pimp a caterpillar yeah, which comes out to be Tupac. Yep, and yep. I was just like, "Yo, that's wild." Yep, I remember hearing about that too. Yeah, man, that's his connection with Tupac is wild. 
And you know, another another thing, another kind of thing that I thought was interesting too, because there was a there was a meme that came out where it's talking about how like right now Kendrick and Drake are really getting to like the nitty gritty of that type of rap, like needing mm -hmm. about like mental health and therapy. And mm -hmm. it was trending on Twitter, and people started bringing up Joe Budden. And Joe Budden did talk about this a lot in it, throughout his mm -hmm. career, throughout his rap career. But when I think about it, I I immediately think of DMX. DMX, right? he DMX. was always talking about that. Yeah, DMX was always he was that he was that vulnerable, nitty like gritty gangster. Like you know what I'm saying? And yep. I got that feeling throughout this album, and it, and it it really made me feel like that because I remember watching an interview not too long ago where Kendrick said that one of his favorite albums of all time is It's Dark and Hell is Hot. So um, he has a connection with DMX as well. So, yeah, like Kendrick, Kendrick throughout his entire career, and because you know me, you know me, you, Justin, y'all know what type of rap I like listening to. I like introspection. I like yep. stories. I like to get inside of your psyche. I want to know this album. You like, you like concepts. You like yes. yeah, introspective rap. You like like tell me and then you like storytelling yes i know you like all of that you like of course of course you like bar like yeah. bar hip-hop but you want like concept rap personal rap like you want what's going on like and then even if you that person not talking about them in particular it's almost kind of like um like the sky zoo album when he was talking about um uh, uh like gentrification and yeah. stuff like that like 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 give me a whole perspective on your like thoughts about gentrification, like, but that's so introspective still. Like it's just yes. wild. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I see why you love Ghostface. Ghostface is a goat, bro. Fam. Like when I saw Ghostface on this album, I was like, Kendrick did this for me. <laughs> he Bruh. did this for me. Bruh. I saw that. I was like, this man really put Ghostface on the album. And I was like. He could have. He could have chose any. He could have chose anybody from Wu Tang. He chose Ghostface in particular because he knows, like Ghostface is a conceptual, yes, like MC. Like he, it's like, and and I knew that's like I knew that's where Kendrick Mond was. I was like, yeah, he's a Ghostface type rapper. Like, like, like maybe not as lyrical, but it, he's he's conceptual like that. Like. Yeah, and and Ghostface is just Ghostface is just that nigga. That nigga can rhyme. Like he, he was, just, yeah, man. He was he just, on, he on just Ghostface is that nigga. Like it's just like I like when I was just saying I was listening to like Only Built for Cuban Links the other day. I was like, these niggas is just they just different type of rappers. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like it's it's something about them, like Raekwon and Ghostface, and just. Just the whole Wu Tang, they make me feel away. I don't know how to explain it. Like it's something about them. They just, they just, they re exactly, bro. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I was wearing my Wu Tang hoodie uh, Friday. I'm like, bro, this is, bro. Wu Tang is just different. But when I saw that, I was like, he really put Ghostface on this. I was like, oh, this is this is insane. Like I was like. This is insane.
Never, never in a million years that I think I would see Kendrick Lamar, Summer Rock, Summer Walker, and Ghostface on a song together. Never, I never, never, never would have thought that. Incredible, bro! Like that's insane. Bro. Never would have like, thought that. And and listen, Ghostface was on there doing what only Ghostface knows how to do, talking his God cipher design shit, God cipher divine. He was exactly. on there talking that shit. Um, Purple Hearts. That, that's one of my favorite favorite songs on the album. Uh. I love I love this this whole album from front to back uh, from front to back. It's great. It's great to me, man. It's great. Um, how did you feel about the uh, worldwide steppers when he was talking about uh, all of us have like murder, like we're all murderers. We all like have murdered something or someone at some point. Oh, he was like, I'm a killer. She's he, a killer. We's a killer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Walking zombies trying to scratch that itch. Yeah. Um, Damn, in a way, he's kind of right. Like, because the, the part that got me when he was when he he said, "What did he say?" He said, "I all the women that I've dealt with, I've made them feel less confident. I killed their confidence. I've killed their confidence." And then, like at the end, so if you think about it that way, it's like damn. And then at the end, when the last line, when he said, um, "The person that that goes to work and prays, like the 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 good person that goes to work and prays." You're mm -hmm. a killer too, but your yours is just a little bit slower. Um, I was trying mm -hmm. to put that together to figure out what exactly he meant by that, but I don't really wait, know. Wait, 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 say, wait, say that again. Say that again. So, to the last line of the song, he says, "The person that the noble person that goes to work and prays, you're a killer too. Yours is just a little bit slower than the rest of them." Okay, I, I think I think I I think I understand what he means. Um, I think when he's saying that, like. I guess like the more like like you just said noble person, it it might take it might take longer for them to like I think when he says we're all killers, it's like anybody in the world is like uh, I guess I, I guess that's a like a, a more so like leaning on God thing and not your own mind because it's like I don't think we can do anything of ourselves. Uh, so when somebody was like. Uh, I'll never do this. Like you can't say what you'll never do because it's like, because uh, you're like you kind of leaning on your own understanding more so than like God. Like you're saying, I'm like my human self can prevent me from doing like whatever. But it's like, no, you human. You you can do almost practically anything that's evil if you don't have God in the midst of it. Like if you don't have God, there's like. And you just relying on your human self, like anybody is capable of being a killer. And it's like the person that's noble, they can be a killer too. It might just take them longer because they are so noble. Like they not if they if they were just being human and not having like God in the midst. Because I think when like people kill and all of that, I feel like I almost feel like that's like a demonic thing that took over them that they just had no control of. Because I feel like they probably didn't. They didn't have like no God sense. You know what I'm saying? So I think when he's saying noble, I think he's like, you have the capability of being a killer like anybody else, but like God is almost holding you. It, it might. It would just take longer for you to get to that place because you are so noble. Like, I think that's what he means. Yeah, I can. I can see that too. I can see that too. 
I guess, I guess I was taking it more so as, because I don't think he's necessarily saying that you, everybody's a killer, like, physically. Like, you don't physically mm -hmm. kill somebody, because he, yeah. he also said in the song where he was like, you take away people's opinions, like, mm -hmm. you're killing, you're killing people being able to, like, be honest and have, like, an yeah. honest... Yeah. Not, just, not just physical killing, it could be, like, a killing their spirit, killing their mental... Right, right. Their... And he killed, the, he killed the girl's confidence. Yeah, yeah, you can kill it. Yeah, you can kill somebody's confidence. Yeah, not just literal killing. You could be, you can, yeah, kill somebody's confidence. You can kill somebody's spirit. You can just, ki you can kill multiple things, not even just in the physical. But yeah, and that's the thing. He got so many layers to it. Like, he'd he be meaning like 10 things at one time. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think that he's talking about, uh, you know, killing the culture. Like, all the stuff that mm -hmm. we do is like anti culture and stuff like that. So he he's he's so interesting, and the way he was rapping on Worldwide Steppers, it was it was I was like, who is this? I was like, I I don't know this Kendrick. And, and it's crazy know. because it's it's crazy because like I I know you kept hearing like you know like the like the like the tap dancing. Mm -hmm. So I heard that like the, the tap dances was like these two boys that he was working with, and they would like tap dancing. That's like the tap dancing you would hear on the song. Yeah, the I heard song. That. And I was just like, oh, this is really dope. So that's why I said he's a real deal artist, bro. He had people literally, he had two dudes literally tap dancing, and he was he added that into the album. Like, that's art, that's art to me. Like uh, yeah. that's why I said he's a full artist. Yeah, he he definitely he definitely went somewhere else with this album. And the tap dancing thing, like him, him doing that, and then like after the album was done and it released, and him going over to Ghana and just being over there in Ghana and like doing stuff over there, getting closer to his, his uh, like his home, it's crazy mm -hmm. to me, like that he can just do that, you know. I heard there's a documentary post that that he's supposedly working on. I cannot wait to see that. I can't. I can't wait to see that. I guess. I guess his it's happening in Ghana. I guess. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. So. Yeah, we I, yeah we just gotta wait and see, and then, you know you know that's where my dad from. So when I saw that, I was like, man, I gotta get to Ghana, bro. Like, yeah. gotta get to Ghana. Yeah, but yeah, man. Like, nah, this this he's a real deal artist, bro. The fact he had people tap dancing, and he added that to the record, like, like, bro, that's crazy. That's that's art to me. Like, like I said, he pieces stuff together to to like. He's piecing different things to like make it all come together. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot. Like, there, there was a lot going on in this album. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's a lot going on. It's a lot that was said. It's a lot. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to unpack. And bringing back up the numbers, because I did see where a lot of people were talking about they thought he was gonna uh, sell more, and I did too. Right? Because I was telling y'all in the group chat that I thought he was gonna sell a lot more. Not that I care about the numbers, but once I heard the album and listened to it and fully digested it, I was like, this is not going to sell as much because I don't think people are going to, as much as I love this album, I don't think people are going to replay this because this is not, I don't, I don't think we're in a time anymore where people necessarily care about the art side of it. They just want, they just want like, you know, I heard a lot of people saying that they only really wanted uh, like good beats and people don't really care about what's being said. They just want to hear. I don't want to hear. I I don't want to hear what they're saying. I I like. I care about this for. The, that's why I said if I was an MC, I'm rapping for the art of rapping. I'm not rapping 
just to wrap. If if what I say ends up selling, then it just ended up selling. But like, I I it, I'm I'm I think I'm gonna forever stay in the Saul Williams mindset. Like, I'm not gonna dumb down lyrics to fit, bro. He said something that I registered with so deeply. He said. He said, like, like he even brought up Wu-Tang. He's like, people be thinking, you know, like, people, they don't have degrees or whatever. He's like, and people from the streets, he's like, like, he's like, like Wu-Tang. He's like, like, people from the streets got a lot to say. He's like, he's like, um, he's like, I don't want to dumb down my music uh, just to, like, for the sales. He's like, I want to make real art. He's like, and I'll sell popcorn. Uh He's like, and I do whatever I got to do to get by, but like, until you find what the art really means and what it really is, then then for me to like dumb it down just to like compromise. He's like, I'd rather it be real art and I'd be broke and make it until, because I understand people like, well, you know, they got to make a living, they got to eat, but honestly, if they if it's real art, and, and that's how I saw William say he's like. But when you find it, when you get it, like you'll cherish it. Like whatever I whatever I said, like when you couldn't find what I was trying to say and you eventually find and you get it, like you'll cherish what it really is. He's like, I'll be broke. He's like, I'll sell popcorn. I'll do whatever I do, gotta do to get by. But if it's real art, like I ain't gonna compromise the art. And I think I'm gonna forever stay in that mindset. So, like, when people say, like, they gonna dumb down their lyrics, like, if you are a rapper that just, you know, you rap like that, but, like, because I like everything, like, I like all, but what I really like is real deal artistry, where you're not gonna dumb down your lyrics for the sales, like, you gonna make sure it's how it's supposed to sound, and when whenever people get it, they'll get it, because some people might not even be able to cherish this album, like, cherish this album until it's, like, 10 years from now, like, they might be like, they might actually look back and be like, yo, he really did something with this. But like right now, they just like, I like good beats. I like, you know what I'm saying? I like whatever I want. I like whatever is like microwavable. You know what I'm saying? But he 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 gives you a lot of stuff to digest. Like, and sometimes people don't like that. It's just too, it's too much. But I'm like, I think I'm gonna forever stay in that Saul Williams mindset though. Like I'm I'm gonna forever just artistry over money forever. Like and I think that's what he was on. He was like, I don't know, I don't really care if this sells or not. It was like I'm really just putting my heart on the line. Yeah, yeah. I I, I agree with that. And I just always just chalk it up to it's it's subjective. Like music is subjective. You can like what you want to like. Exactly. You can like what you want to like. If you don't like the album, I'm not. I've never been one of those type of people who is like, you know, well, if you don't like it, then you just can't understand, you know, this type of music. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. It is what it is. It is. Yeah, what it is. I respect it. Like, like I know people. Like, I was like, I respect it. Like when um, you know, not not always trying to bring it back to J Cole, but like I, when I brought up what I brought up about J Cole, I was like, the off season is my favorite album, in a out of J Cole's uh, catalog. And then uh, this girl like hit the message saying, "Nah, you wrong. It's it's definitely Forest Hills Drive." And then uh, somebody was like, uh, "It was like Forest Hills Drive in in uh, KOD." And I was just like, "I'm 
I'm not really a, that much of a fan of either one like that. Like, I was like, I like some songs, but I was like, as a whole album, that's not really my thing. I was just like, I like, you know, J. Cole more so on features or like when he's like being more lyrical or whatever. And, uh, but you know, people be, they be acting away when you got an opinion. So, and I just be like, I like what I like from that artist. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like lyrical J. Cole. I don't really like commercial J. Cole. Like, I like, I don't know, lyrical J. Cole just sounds more raw and authentic. I don't know. I'm just not into the the mainstream him. But then it's weird. It's like Kendrick can do mainstream, and but this is what he gives us when he does mainstream. So that's why I always say Cole can't make Ken, like albums like Kendrick to me. It's so funny that you say that. It's so funny because I feel like this this is what J. Cole was trying to do with KOD when when J. Cole yeah. was trying to speak on all of the, the stupid shit that's going on within the culture. I feel like this is what he was trying to do. And Kendrick just came through and just every time just so that's the thing. it's like the intent and all of that is genius, but the delivery wasn't there. Right. Right. It's it's weird. Like like it's weird. It's like even like the hooks and stuff. I was just like, I'm not really feeling KOD like that. Like like KOD don't have replay value for me. Yeah. Not not to make this uh not to make this a J Cole conversation or a KOD conversation, but that's just something that after I was listening to this album, I was like, I think this is what J Cole was trying to do with KOD, but it just kind of missed the mark with me. With me, I'm yeah. only I'm only yeah. saying me. I'm not speaking for anybody else. I'm just well, no, saying. No, no. That you're on, you're like right on point with that because that's exactly why I feel like, as I said, it's some songs here and there, but it's, I can't listen all the way through KOD like and just get into it. Yeah, yeah, but this, this here, this, this album here is, uh, man, count. I think "Count Me Out" might be one of Kendrick's best songs to date. In my opinion, yeah. uh, the way the beat switches, and he had one of these songs. Oh, it was Worldwide Steppers, Worldwide Steppers. So the second half of that song, where the beat slowed down, it sounded like some Wu Tang shit. It sounded like RZA, bro. And just so I had to literally look up the production credits on that on, on that song, and I think Soundwave was the one who produced it. But it sounded like it was some RZA shit. Like, nah, for real, for real. It's for sounded- real. He did that. He did that. Um. Uh, he he did a beat switch up like that on Topemba Butterfly. Was that um was that Hood Politics? I think. Uh, Hood Politics. I don't. I don't think Hood Politics had a beat switch. I think it did. I thought it did. Hood Politics. I think that I think that was the song on Topemba Butterfly that had a, like a beat switch. I think it was Hood Politics. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that because that's the that's the- where he said where he said uh he's like niggas really said uh they miss when hip hop was rap was rapping oh yeah a uh, killer Michael B platinum I think that I think the beat switched up I think did that song have a beat switch we're gonna you you'll have to listen to it when we get off of here I think the beat switched on there and I was just like I was like oh he know how to do this beat transition real smooth like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the beat switch on United and Grief, uh, you, or not United and Grief. Uh, count me out. My bad. Uh, count me mm-hmm. out. 
that beat switch to me was crazy because it was like it started out real faint and then it had mm -hmm. like the choir in the background and then it kind of beat kind of mm -hmm. uh the beat dropped and man like the way he was rapping on that uh we already which, talked which song which song was it when he was like push these niggas off me like huh like i was like what that's, song is this that's the kodak black the silent hill silent hill that song hard yeah that one that excuse me, that song and Rich Spirit. Rich Spirit yeah. was my shit. Um yeah. one, let me hold on, let me see. I think it was Rich Spirit. Let me look at the track list here. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Rich Spirit. It was right before the Rich Interlude. Rich Spirit, like he has a couple of songs on here that I felt like uh actually he has songs on here that could have went pretty much everywhere. Like I feel like there were songs on here that could have been on to Paper Butterfly. There were songs on here that mm -hmm. could have been Damn. There were songs yep. on here that could have been on it was like the evolution of like all of his albums was like on here. Yeah, I was just about to say that. He he gave me a mix of like everything on this one. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and the second disc, the second disc, I think I had hit y'all in the group chat and I was just like the the second disc did kind of it, it brought some tears. It brought some tears to my eyes. I ain't even gonna lie to you. It, do you think? Do, what do you put this? Is what do you put this up as far as your double albums? Um, is it above Life After Death for you? No, absolutely not. Yeah, that's all I'm about to say. It's good, but I, I, I honestly don't know if any. It's only a couple albums that's like. Well, it's like a Kendrick album is great. Don't get me wrong, but it's like life after death is like. I mean, we we've been we've been living with life after death for like almost twenty five years now. So I think I don't think I can compare it to that yet. Um, same thing with Wu Tang Forever. Uh, Wu Tang Forever came out ninety seven. Oh, that's another one. Oh, I don't know if it's it's topping either one of those. Wu Tang Forever was ninety seven. Even even uh, I'm a big fan of Diplomatic Immunity. I thought that album was. Flawless to me, um, but I think I think this has it'll it has potential to be up there. I mean, it's to I me. It's, I think it's up there. I think I think later on it'll be considered up there. It's just it 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 ain't touching life after death for me though. Like if, if we talking about double albums, like man, like that's such a hard album to like beat as far as a double album. Like yeah, yeah, I agree. There's not too many albums that can beat that. Yeah, and I think too, like with Kendrick, I'm glad that he gave us the double album. At first, I was kind of like, eh, like I don't know how this is gonna go. Because uh, with double albums, it's it's like it's it's literally hit or miss. Like you can literally fuck up a, a double. Mm -hmm. Um and you you already know how I am with long albums. I don't I don't I don't like dealing with long albums or listening to long mm -hmm. albums. Um but this but this one, is replay value for me. Like this is one of those double albums you can play over and over again. Like it's only a few people like with the double albums that I can just play like forever. This might be this is probably one of them too. Yeah, th this is gonna be one of those albums that I'm gonna look back on like whenever I talk about like the college dropout. Mm -hmm. I talk about um, like Sky Zoo's Easy Truth album. Like this is gonna be one of those albums that I look back on, and it's gonna be like a moment, like in, mm -hmm. in a, a period in my life where I felt like, you know, I, I related 
and it like shaped a lot of what was going on in my life at that time. And that's how I feel about this album. And I think I like this album so much because there's so much that I connect with on this album. Like uh, Auntie Diaries. Bro, I was just about to bring that up, that song. That song I relate to so much because me and a person who I won't name, because I don't know if he wants me to put his business out there. Uh, me and a close friend of mine used to say that word a lot when we were mm -hmm. young. We say that F word a lot when we were young. And I'm not going to say the word on here because I don't want nobody mm -hmm. to like chop this up or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. That word on Auntie Diaries, we would say that a lot and not even realize what we were saying was like, you know, it, it was it was like second nature to us. Like we were just saying it as a way to like playfully insult each other. Mm -hmm. I, not even realizing like, you know, the word that we were saying was like it affected people like bad. Mm -hmm. And so it's mm -hmm. so crazy to think about that because back then there was no such thing as social media. So mm -hmm. if that were to ever come back up, as stuff does nowadays, you know, people can tweet stuff from 10 years ago and people will come back up. It'll come back up and they'll cancel you. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking like, man, like I would be canceled. I would be I would definitely be canceled. Me and him, we would both be canceled. And so mm -hmm. that song I related to so much, so much. That 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 song really, I ain't gonna lie. That might be one of the top songs on the album. That that and Mother I Sober, I feel like, and Mirror, Mirror. I can't. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I can't listen to Mirror without without feeling some type of way. Mm -hmm. Because that's the song where <sighs> I feel like I feel like when you reach that that level of of when you've been in a dark place, you've dealt with depression and stuff like that, and you and you get to a to a place where you are like you free yourself of that, which is what I feel like the the second disc is. It's like the breakthrough, like as they say, whenever uh, Count Me Out starts. Mm -hmm. It had to be so freeing for him to make this album because it's therapeutic. He's yep. getting out. He's getting out all of his demons, which he says over and over and over again on this album. And Mirror is so powerful to me because when he says. I choose me. I'm sorry. Like he's choosing himself over the culture, which is why I think he's done. Cause in that song, um, he talks about running away from the culture and, you know, taking care of his self and his mental health. He's putting himself first. Yep. And, um, he, he talks about like all of the, all of the things that were said about him while he was gone. And I personally think a lot of the songs on here were in response to, no name. You remember when we talked about no name criticizing J. Cole and Kendrick in 2020 for not speaking out? So I think a lot of the stuff on the album was like, I didn't I didn't ask for this. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't ask for this. And my, 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 I'm tripping off of that because that's the whole thing. That's what To Pimp a Butterfly was about. Yeah. He did a whole album about that. And like I'm just like, and and that's the thing. Like, people don't be realizing what people are doing. Like, it it don't have to be in the mainstream. Like they they be in the background doing stuff that you don't even know about. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
and and that's the thing. It's like you want them to do. You want them to publicly be doing it because because I, I was like Kendrick lives his life so like private anyway. Like the stuff that he's doing is probably mostly in private. Yeah, because, I mean, he he does say on here that it's better when you keep your thoughts and your prayers off of social media. Mm -hmm. He talks about how they're like, people are going to uh, judge you with a double tap. They're just going to, you know, either like or not like your picture or post or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like uh, it's not he's a private person, but he also says on here that he's not in the music business. He's in the human business. Exactly. He's in the human business. He's he's more so worried about his mental health. And I bet the second disc of this album was so therapeutic and so freeing for him to make. And, you know, I know I don't know Kendrick. I know we, we got an opportunity to meet Kendrick. We don't know him or anything like that. But I'm happy. I'm happy that, you know, he was able to, to free himself from all of this BS. You know? Nah, and, you know, him mm -hmm. him talking about therapy you know what i'm saying hopefully him being open about the fact that he's been going to therapy will allow other people especially mm -hmm. in the black community to be open to go to, th to going to therapy and dealing with trauma because we all have it. Mm -hmm. and, and it's crazy it's like now that we're in a time where black people are saying black people should go to therapy is wild because back then there was a stigma on going to therapy like i don't even remember hearing people say anything about therapy I do, but like not even ten years ago, I was I was like hearing people saying like you should black people should be in therapy. Like it's like now, it's like I really wasn't hearing until like four or five years ago, where people was really talking about mental health and like like I always knew mental health was real. Like, but I I'm just now hearing people say like go to therapy now. Like, and I'm glad that people are talking about it. Like. And realizing how deep mental health is, cause yeah, bro, we all got trauma that we all got like trauma from my childhood that it ain't been like resolved, and it's just it just there. And they always say if you don't deal with your trauma, it'll deal with you later. And so it's like that's a real thing. Yeah, 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 and 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 that's the that's the bigger picture here to me because there's a lot. I mean, he's talking about being anti-culture, but he's also talking about all of the things that got him to that depressive state because of the culture, you know? Mm -hmm. And he, he definitely, uh, especially with the savior, the savior record and the savior interlude where he let baby Keem mm -hmm. rap and baby Keem killed that, by the way, baby Keem, he bodied yeah. him. He caught a body. Uh, nah, what you said, uh, what you said when, um, you was like, I you was like, I think baby Keem up next, bro. I think he is. Baby Keem uh -oh. is. I definitely think he is because I think what Kendrick, me and Jonathan were talking about this. Shout out to Jonathan. Uh, we, were, we were talking about how I think, or we think personally, we think that Kendrick is setting Baby Keem up to, to take the torch. Kendrick oh, is, yeah. he's about to yeah. be done and Baby Keem is going to pick it up from here and keep it, keep it going. Yep. And, and I think what Kendrick will do, Kendrick probably ain't going to be doing whole projects, but he'll probably appear on some songs with Baby Keem. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think he'll he'll do some verses here and there, but I personally think that Kendrick is is about to be done, and if he's not done, we're not going to get another album from him until at least like twenty thirty, probably like another eight seven eight years from now or something. No, I believe that it's going to be 
I don't know, bro. It's 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 sounding like the end though. Like it could be another album, but that I choose I choose me. I'm sorry, bruh. That that's sounding like that might be it. Like I mean, I the, last, the last line of the song, he says, "I'm choosing to run away from the culture to follow my heart." So that's what I'm saying. This this is probably it, bro. Like this might be it. And like you said, if we get something else, it's gonna be it's gonna be even a longer wait than this was. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's like what you just said. It, it'll be like seven. Like it, it might be like seven years, maybe. Like you just said. Yeah. Or he might, he might drop like one more album before he like hit forty or something like that. He might be like, all right, this is it right here. Like, this is the final. I even saw some interview uh, where he said he only given a few albums and he's going to be walking away from hip-hop. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to try to try to see him live before before we can't see him anymore. Yeah, uh, if anybody trying to see him, this is the time to see him. Like, this is it. Like, and... Yeah, I, I honestly said I feel like he about to do a insane amount of shows for this, and then he he might like he's doing sixty four they say dates, but I feel like he's gonna do like you know I feel like he's probably gonna tour with this album at least probably another year also. He's probably gonna have some shows and like overseas and stuff too. But like so probably for the next couple of years, he's probably gonna do this, and then he's gonna be done like. Yeah. He gonna be like, he gonna be done, bro. Like, yeah. and then he probably gonna be getting into some other <laughs> ventures, like directing and and signing artists and stuff like that. So, and this is last uh, album under TDE. So this is it, it like under TDE. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I feel a way about that because I'm like, what is TDE gonna be without him? Like, they're great without him, but it's like. Kendrick was so TDE, like it's like I'm like, are the other artists gonna slowly leave TDE, or what is TDE gonna be like? Yeah, I don't know what the future looks like for TDE because I mean, they're every single person that's on that label is is talented. So I mean, whatever happens, you know, it's just yeah. a lot of talented people over there, and you know, I think I think they had a pretty a pretty good run. I mean, if we think about all the projects that came out while Kendrick was there. They right. have also had as a collective an unprecedented run, in my opinion. They got so many great projects under under TDE, bro. Like Scissor Control, uh, J Rock, Nine Double O Five Nine, Sylvia's Demo. It's like, um, Blank Face. Oh my, there's so many. Oh my gosh, like yeah, yeah. Kid Mad City to Pimple Butterfly. TDE just got. They got catalog over there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, what did you think about uh, the song Mr. Morale? Mr. Morale. Oh, I love that song. I love that song. That's the one, you know, I had to, because that, that beat is crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. And it sounds, it sounds like it's like, like African kind of, it's like an mm -hmm. African, like African dialect uh, kind of sound to it. Yeah, <laughs> he wrote a couple songs on here that sounded, um, like African and uh, tribal. They sounded real tribal. Mr. Morale, uh, United in Grief. 
United in Grief. It was like, I was like, bro, this right here is crazy. Like, yep, United in Grief was one of them. I even kind of think the hard part five with the Marvin Gaye shit was kind of. I was just about to say that 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 gives me a. When I hear beats like that, all I can hear is culture and Africa and um, it, it, it's like the, those drums. Yeah. And it, it, it and it's not like the like the like the hard drums. It, it sounds like more like the like the like the bongo drums with the hands, like yeah. that my dad used to play. Like it sounds like those drums. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I, I and I really I, the reason why I brought that up is because. As soon as I heard that beat, I went and I checked to see because I had to find out who produced that. I had to know mm-hmm. who do you who do you think produced that song? The the wait, which one? The the, the Mr. Morale. What producer? I think produced that. It was Pharrell. Pharrell produced that shit. Oh, for real? Pharrell produced that. I had to go look it up, and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." That but, makes sense now. The way that he was able to, man, Pharrell is a, is a madman. <laughs> Pharrell is a madman. He's an alien, bro. Yes, he's an alien. He's he's definitely an alien. Uh, yeah, Mr. Morale was one of my favorite songs on the album too. Like, if I had to say my favorite songs, I'll probably say Mirror, Mr. Morale. Oh, we. Oh wait, hold up. We can't. We got to We got to do the hot take. We got. We got. <laughs> bro, you know I've been waiting on this hot take, hot take, hot take. Father Time. Uh, First, let me just say Father Time is it was an amazing song. because uh, I like how um there's nuance in everything. There's there's nuance literally in everything. And Kendrick is such he's so creative. He's so creative with um like his storytelling and his the way that he raps. Um mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of men, grown men have, have father issues from not having a father. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we we all know people. Um, that don't have their dad or grew up without their dad or whatever the case may be. But in father time, he kind of shows the other side of that, that even having your dad in your life, you can still have trauma. Like you can still, that can still be detrimental to you. Like how how he was talking about, you know, his dad saying, you know, don't trust nobody, but your mama and them and, you know, fuck feelings, get money. Like we're as men, we're taught that at a young age and, it, it messes us up. It messes us up. It's so weird you saying that because I've heard people say, um, not people that I know, but I've watched like different people and they, they always say like some things like they always say sometimes they it, it felt worse with their dad being there. Yeah, and I'd be like, whoa. Yeah, because it depends on your situation. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's like it depends on the dad. It depends on the like you just said, the situation, like some people, like they dad was just a able, somewhat able body or just, you know, just kind of there, but he wasn't there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, he was there, but he wasn't there, like emotionally, spiritually, like, you know, to deal with their, like, you know, emotions. And it's just like they don't, they didn't feel like their dad was there. So some people be feeling like, it was worse that they dad was there. And then I, that's why I always say everything always happens for a reason because like when people be like, you know, they grew up without their dad, but it was like a reason that it happened. And it was like, it was a reason that you probably got in a relationship like with your dad, like later on in life, 
because it, it, it might have been something God was keeping from, like, that's why I always say, I, I thank God for the stuff I can see and not see and things that happened and didn't happen that I wanted to know why it happened. I'd be like, I'd just be like, thank you, God, just because it, it could have been something he was preventing. So, yeah. But, you know, but we always talk about how, you know, in the household, it don't be uh, enough dads, but Sometimes it, it sometimes with certain dads being there, it, it's not a better situation. Actually, it can be in a way. Some people won't be wanting to keep families together, and the whole situation is toxic. Yeah, and and it'd be like it would actually be better if y'all had two separate households and like just raise the child as best as y'all can together without y'all being in the same house. Which yeah. it sounds weird because people like that sounds terrible, but it's like it could be a worse situation if they're in the same house together, and then that affects the kid. Like I'll be like, as I'll be like thanking God even when I don't understand. Like, and what you what you think about him talking about uh, when when he brought when he when he brought up seeing Drake and Kanye together? Yeah, that that was a hot take. Um, I I think that. Uh, Texas are on the group chat. I think he he's ready. I th- I think he's ready for Drake. I think he's ready for Drake. <laughs> and but but the only reason why I say that is because whenever the song came out, people were quoting that part of the song, but they weren't quoting this what he said before that part. So mm-hmm. the line he said, um, I was confused when Kanye got back with Drake. Um, I guess what do you say? I, I was confused when Kanye got back with Drake. I guess I got some healing to do. I need to be more. I thought I was mature or whatever, um, but I guess I got some healing to do. Um, right before that, he said, uh, "My dad always taught me to be competitive, and that's a fact. I don't mm-hmm. care what the what the narrative is. I am that nigger. Like he said that I'm that nigger. Yep. And then right after that, he said that line. So to me, him saying I'm competitive, I don't care what the narrative is. The narrative is that Drake is the best. Nobody's ever mm-hmm. said anything different. The narrative is that Drake is best. I don't care what the narrative is. I am that nigga. I'm the best. Yeah. And then after that yeah. comes the Drake and the Kanye line. So I personally think that was the invitation. That was the invitation. Like, Drake, if you want to yep. come. He, he wants all the smoke with Drake, bro. Yeah. If you if you want to come, if you want to come, mess, you know, we can, we can do it. We can do it. And the hot take part of that is I personally think we saw how Pusha T baited Drake in, and it worked. It worked. So I think this is the same type of situation. And I think that Kendrick already has a response recorded and ready to go if Drake does respond. I I think he does. What what does that look like if they ever in each other's presence? If they're ever in each other's presence, like in the same room, or yes, I don't know. But I was watching I was watching this uh, this interview the other day with Adam Twenty Two, and mm-hmm. one of his co hosts on there is um, like he was I think he was a radio guy or something like that, like out in L A. like a while back. So he mm-hmm. was around Kendrick at the beginning of his career. And he said that he was in the stu- he was in a studio session with Kendrick like right before Good Kid, Mad City came out. I think so. This was like around Section Eighty time. Um, and he went to the studio, and Kendrick thought that he was somebody from a rival hood that had jumped him at some early point in his life, 
And so he said that Kendrick walked up to him and pressed him and was getting ready to like, you know, like, <laughs> like Kendrick ain't no, Kendrick ain't no bitch. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he said that Kendrick confronted him and asked him like, you know, where are you from? Like, you, I, I don't believe that you're from where you say you're from. And then he said nothing ended up happening because he's, he wasn't from the hood that Kendrick thought he was from. And everything ended up being cool. But he did say that Kendrick walk up, walked up to him and pressed him. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that would go. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but I do, I, do think that, I do think that he has a song recorded already in the tuck just in case Drake decides to respond. But if you want me to be completely honest with you, I think Drake should go ahead and leave this one alone. Yeah, man. Um, I think I think Drake should leave this one alone. I'm not saying that Drake is not capable. I'm not saying that at all because we've seen Drake go to war before. We've seen him, yeah. you know, in his competitive state. But I think he should leave this alone because he saw what happened. We all saw what happened whenever he wasn't prepared for Pusha T. And this one, this one is a little bit different. You can't, you can't go into this one and not be prepared because Kendrick Lamar has the power yeah. to, to actually damage you. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. He he should leave this one alone. Yeah. But no, man, overall, um, I love this album. This is probably my favorite Kendrick album to date. Um, I connect with so much on this album. Um, it was very introspective. Uh, Kendrick is, he's a, he's a great rapper. He's a great, he's a great fucking rapper. Um, he can do pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I can, I can honestly say that I'm satisfied. It was worth the wait for me. I'm very satisfied. Uh, I think it was worth the wait. This is like, uh, this is my second favorite Kendrick album after to Pimple Butterfly. Uh, it, it not by much. It's, it's not, it's, I mean, it's, uh, no, no, I mean, it's really close. I mean, like, it's super close. Um, like, if, if, if I gave, if I gave, um, if I gave To Pimper Butterfly, like, a 9.5, like, this would be, like, a 9.49 or something. Like, <laughs> it would be, like, like, it's super close, like. Yeah. It's yeah, close. but it, this is your this is your favorite Kendrick album. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say that this is my favorite Kendrick album, but it's be, it's it's because I have I feel like I have an actual connection mm-hmm. with a lot of the stuff on this album, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the stuff that he's been going through, just as you know, as far as his like depression and going to therapy and all that, I felt like mm-hmm. this listening experience was me literally walking with him through that through his journey of. Mm-hmm finding a place of healing and, you know, putting all his demons out there, wearing everything out on his sleeve and just letting us know that us as celebrities, we're, we're human just like you guys are. This was the most humanistic, and I don't even know if that's a word, it's probably not a word, but it's probably the most humanistic rap album that I've heard since DMX. Yeah. Since DMX. I'm, I'm confident, I'm confident in saying that. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I everybody should go check this album out. Go listen to Kendrick, man. If it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. It's not your cup of tea. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it from top to bottom. 
So do I, bro. I just thought about some other albums that came out, bro. I know Denzel Curry dropped the album. Ben Staples dropped the album. Um, I got I got to check that Ben Staples out because I've been the albums that I've been on lately. This the Kendrick album. I probably played this album the most out of out of everything. Yeah. Like this this album has extremely high replay value. So this album, um, Pusha T, uh, Ransom. I've been listening to Ransom yeah. like crazy. Uh, Benny, uh, Billy Woods, Billy Woods dropped a really, really dope fucking album. Yes, please go check out Billy Woods, man. Billy Woods is so dope. Um, Conway, of course, Shay Nor, like those are, those are all the albums that I've been on. I, I really got to get to that Vince Staples. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a lot of good music out, a lot of good music. Oh, I know that 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 Dirk album hard. Oh yeah, Dirk and Future too. Dirk and Future. Oh, Future album, yeah, yeah. Future. What that 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 um? I forgot about that the, the Rise and Fall of Slaughterhouse joint drop. Yeah, I think I only listened to that like one time. I'm gonna have to go back and, and check that out again too. Um, yeah, same. That was like a one time listen for me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, man. So much good music. Y'all go go listen to that Kendrick. You don't like it, you don't like it. If you do, kudos to you. Cause I love it. Yep. Yeah, y'all go check out the Kendrick. Um, I know y'all are probably wondering where we're at with the podcast. We will be back soon with that. You know, we're working through some things. Uh, we've had a lot that's happened within the last, you know, year and a half. So we're trying to just get some things together. Um yep. but the TNT podcast, we will be back soon. We're gonna be back bigger, better. Everything's yep. gonna be it's, it's gonna be great, and we can't wait to get back. I'm excited, bro! This is gonna be fun. Like when we get the new setup and all of that together, I'm excited. Yeah. Yep, I'm ready. But yeah, yeah, man. That that's that's pretty much all I got, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah, man. Same over here, bro. I was I'm glad we had this discussion. This was amazing. Yeah, this was good. This was good. Um, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I don't know how this Instagram shit works, so I'm gonna see if it, if it saves. It did save the other one, so the the first half of it, it did save. So okay, yeah, uh, yeah, it did save whenever we end it. So we we should be we should be good. Sorry, we don't know what we're doing, y'all. <laughs> nah, I thought, yeah, bro, exactly. But I, I I was like, dang, how do you save this? But I was like, I I know we'll figure it out some way somehow. So. Yeah. But the people that tuned in, I pre we appreciate y'all. I know like a good 10, 12 people came through here. Like yeah. yeah, we appreciate the opportunity. And of course, for the people that didn't, y'all will be able to see this whenever we put it up. Uh we do plan on uploading it to the actual podcast page. So um y'all yeah. should be able to listen to it on like Apple and Spotify and all that. So we'll try to make sure we get that up there for y'all as soon as we can. Yes, sir. But yeah. Yeah, I appreciate the the discussion, my brother. Um, you yes, know, sir. it's always great whenever we talk about music. Um, I hope that you uh, have a blessed rest of the day. Hope you have a blessed day at work tomorrow. Um, hope everything else is going on um, good on your end. And yeah, appreciate it, brother. Yeah, you same. Likewise, bro. Yeah, man. Likewise. All right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get ready to get me something to eat. You know, the stomach the stomach is rumbling. Mm -hmm. Same. <laughs> just rumbling. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll check y'all out later. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. Peace. My boy. Deuces. Love. Love, bro.